Good morning, dear faithful. On this Wednesday, May the 13th, here at St. Patrick Parish in Oratory. Today's feast we celebrate is the feast of St. Robert Bellarmine, but also we commemorate in a special way. Today is the anniversary of uh, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, May the 13th. So we are reminded, especially during this month of May, dedicated to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary. Today's Mass is being offered for Leopoldo Piñera, requested by the Estrada family. And we continue to pray for one another, especially so that we may find relief one day and from this pandemic. And uh, there are so many theories out there that this pandemic may last even several months, even more than a year. And so let us, uh, despite of all these things that uh, we have been hearing, either from the news or from, from other sources, let us continue to pray and persevere for the salvation of our souls. And also with that in mind, let us keep in mind and pray for Holy Mother Church that we may find uh, these uh, prudent practices of reopening our churches so that we may again be able to celebrate the Holy Eucharist, the Holy Sacrifice of Mass together for the good of all of us and for all of the Church. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. So on this occasion of this Feast of St. Robert Bellarmine, but also being in the month of May, we celebrate also the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima. We can remind ourselves again of the true, the true blessings and the many things that we have learned from Our Lady, especially when she appeared to the shepherd children, especially of that of conversion of repentance, of praying the Holy Rosary, and especially when we now add at the end of each decade of our, ros of our Rosary, Oh my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls into heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. See, this is what we call the Fatima prayer as Our Lady requested that it be added to our Rosary prayers. And so, let us remind ourselves of this reality that we need to be saved from the fires of hell. And even if we might think that we live a good life, good example, that really doesn't matter if we do not have in us the state of grace. And that's why let us repeat ourselves too that we must try our best to find the sources of grace by praying and persevering for them that our Lord has in store for us, but we must be properly disposed to receive them. And during these times of the absence of sacraments of God, let us try to find the other ways of obtaining grace through our use of the sacramentals, the prayers that we can, can recite, especially those that that offer us grace, especially that of the act of perfect contrition, and as well as the act of spiritual communion. Let us never forget 
that we are able to do these numerous times a day. And in a way too, let us remind ourselves of another great prayer that we have been accustomed to pray, especially as a family, and that's what we call the Angelus. Although we know that during this time of Easter, we are still celebrating Easter, so I encourage you to say Happy Easter to everyone who greets you, either on the phone or when you text people, or when you have to go and buy your groceries, to greet each other Happy Easter because we have not yet ended this joyful season. And so during this time, we would be praying the Regina Celli, which is a very beautiful hymn, and especially of a good synthesis of Our Lady and the Resurrection of Our Lord. During the whole year, we pray also the Angelus. We can pray that as well. And it had been a custom um, in many families to pray it numerous times a day. And uh, it had been, of course, there's a custom now that we pray it around in the morning at 6 and noon and then 6 p.m. But of course, these are not rigorous times that we pray the Angelus. We can pray them any time. It's just that usually during these times, the church bells ring, and so it reminds us to pray. And therefore, during these times, especially um, during the time maybe we get up early, we can already pray the Angelus, the Regina Celli as well. But especially the Easter, we pray more often the Regina Celli, and then when Easter is over, then we resume the reciting of the Angelus. But this Angelus, let us look at this if we are not too familiar with the angelus maybe we can continue to learn more about it and then memorize it and say it as a whole in the family the angelus is a prayer which we would recite morning noon and night to recall the mystery of the incarnation and at the same time to honor the mother of god the angelus in the morning began about 1317 in Parma, at noon about 1386 in Prague, and at evening in 1307 at Gran, and in 1327 at Rome. So it gradually became a custom among many Catholics during that time. The historic origin for the ringing bells is probably due to the ringing of bells to announce the various hours of the Holy Office. And uh, we know that it also the bells of the church help signify and help people be notified of what time of day it is because not everyone had a clock. You know, before even it was um, in, in uh, modern use as what we have. Imagine our wristwatch is quite a modern novelty not everyone had access to the time and so one of the ways to do that is that holy mother church used to help us by reminding us of the bells unfortunately this church we have does not have a belfry and uh, it is very sad because uh, the bells of the church are a powerful sacramental that drive away the devil at the hearing of these of the consecrated bells in the church the devil flees away and uh, because of the holy sound that the bell rings and so that's why when we hear the church bells let us not be bothered by them if they 
bother us when we, when we are, if they are close by, we imagine it helps get rid of the evil one from, from the areas. So let us not take that for granted, the ringing of the bells. But also, this ringing of the bells of the church helped to, for example, to notify when it was time for morning prayer, when it was time for noon prayer, and also evening prayer, sundown prayer. Even song is what the English like to say. Pointing in the same direction was the very widespread custom of ringing the Angelus by separate strikings of the clock at various times to identify those hours at which the incidents in the history of salvation took place. At Prague in the 17th century, the Angelus rung in the morning corresponded to the thought of the resurrection, in the morning, of course, at noon to Christ's death on the cross and at eventide to the incarnation. In all three thoughts then are combined in the oration that followed, the Gratium Tuam Quesimus Domine. And so this habit of the Angelus, let us look it up on the internet or in our Novena books if we are not too familiar with it, because it is such a powerful prayer and reminder of us of the salvation that God has won for us, and especially Mary's role as Mother of God, as the Theotokos. See, the Angelus reads as follows, The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and that, she, that was the announcement of the birth of our Savior. And the response is, and she conceived of the Holy Ghost. See, through the operation of the Holy Ghost. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it done unto me according to thy word. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And this is when we would kneel or make a bow of reverence at these words. Just like what we do at Holy Mass, at the last gospel. That's why we we genuflect or make a reverence during these, these words. And then follows a verse and the prayer, the gratium tuum quesimus. So in its present form, the Angelus consists essentially of these three introduct introductory versicles with the triple repetition of the Hail Mary after each response and versicle. Sorry, versicle and response. The prayer which is said at the end belongs to the antiphon of Our Lady, the Alma Redemptoris, and is said in that connection during Advent. The faithful who recite this prayer three times a day at the appointed times, or soon thereafter, doesn't have to be precise, may gain a, an indulgence and a plenary indulgence if said for an entire month. Well, we have to remember that this, this uh, catechism was written at a time um, before the new regulations of the indulgences. So we do receive um, indulgence, but not so specific as what the catechism has said since Pope Paul VI had, had more generally and liberally given more uh, opportunities for, for indulgences, both plenary and partial indulgences. So in the place of the Angelus, five Hail Marys said at these times 
gain the same indulgence. And so this Angelus that we pray, that we are reminded of Christ's salvation that He won for us, that He redeemed us by His blood, and that Mary had a role, helps us to identify our Catholic nature as other Christians out there, our separated brethren, believe truly in the resurrection of our Lord, but forget the role of Mary in uh, our lives. And during this month of May, let us be encouraged that God has given us and the church has given us the gift of Mary, our mother. And especially at the, at the apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, let us try to dwell into its history. Many people probably are not so well versed in these apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, even though we might have a, an image or a statue of Our Lady of Fatima at home. But let us remember that Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception, of the Immaculate Heart, who's portrayed in this image of Our Lady of Fatima, can bring us so much help and need, especially during these times. And the message of Fatima is still so true that we must try to pray Pray for repentance and pray for our sins because our God has so, have so heavily been offended because of our sins, as Our Lady had warned us. So let us continue to rejoice because through Mary's Immaculate Heart, it will triumph over all of these adversities. Right. So let us try to be faithful to Our Lady and uh, that she may continue to be a mother for us all, let us never forget that, that role of Our Lady and that we may always be devout sons and daughters of Our Lady. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, Amen.